But if we begin to step into the spirit and begin to put on these things ourselves, that is how we begin to train our spirit man to come to the surface. And so we're so used to engaging in the spirit that the flesh is now subdued. If you see things like spiritual disciplines and self-control, fasting, and all those things are not really, really spoken much about in our faith anymore. But all of those things are meant to put less importance on the flesh and build the spirit more. Because the enemy takes advantage of the fact that we are so consumed by the flesh right? And that's why he tempted Jesus. All the things he was tempting Jesus with were physical things, things that will appeal to his lust and the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. All of these things are physical things. And so the enemy knows what we are consumed with. And so he will come and find us. And we're so in the physical that we forget that there's a passage that says we need to put on an armor. So part of what part of what came with our salvation is that we got enlisted into an army. Remember, mm-hmm. we had done the teaching on Second Timothy two, verse four. It says, "A soldier wants to please the enlisting commander, so no one serving in the army wastes time or gets entangled with everyday civilian matters." So we are soldiers. Jesus Christ is our enlisting officer. So we are not getting entangled with civilian affairs. Other people are civilians. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who wants to be a civilian? Exactly. So you signed up to be a soldier. Mm -hmm. As a soldier, you have to be equipped. You have to protect yourself or else you will get hurt on the battlefield. You lose your life on the battlefield. And so Paul kept seeing his fellow Christians falling on the battlefield, living as physical beings, enjoying the things of this world, living the good life. And he's like, hey, you guys are now soldiers. Sorry. I know I said if you give your life to Christ, all things have become new. The new thing involves you being a soldier. And everybody's like, what? And then you have to put on this armor. That's where Sally will go to. Please, um, next verse, Sally. Okay. So verse 13. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Okay. Thank you. We need this armor so that we can stand when we're being persecuted or in the evil day. Most people would say that, okay, that evil day is that rapture or scare, whatever those theories are, you guys have heard about them. Some will be left behind and there'll be tribulation and there'll be all of that. That's the evil day, you know. While I'm not against it, I believe that this scripture, the way it's interpreted is general persecution. When trouble comes knocking at your door, when you face all kinds of evil, when the war has come right into your camp, you need to be armored. I mean, Ime was in the military, so when they would go to their whatever post, they were always 
armor, they were geared up, they had everything. Through the night, they had their boots on, in the bush, whether on a tree, they had every part of their body covered. Even their skin, they would like rub things on it so that they could blend in with the environment. So that the enemy would not notice that, okay, there's a human here. So even their outfit, everything blended into the background. They had themselves ready so that when the enemy came, they didn't have to start grabbing their weapon or putting on their boots. They would wear those things all day into the next day, into the next week. I'm like, man, they were always on guard. And Paul is saying, put on the full armor. Like you need to be completely covered. Mm. Now what happens to our theory of, oh, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. I cover myself with the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Sorry, I'm kind of making a little bit of fun here. But when you read scriptures like this, you'd be like, "Um, where did I actually see where it says to cover myself with the blood of Jesus? Right? Yeah. Where, where, where is it? Yeah, where is it? When you find it, please let me know. Is that homework? Yeah, that's homework. <laughs> I like Leticia, she's very organized. Like Nadia, if it's homework, it's homework. If you're just throwing things out there, then tell us you're throwing things yeah. out there. So yeah, it's homework, please find it. Because the more you read scripture, you'll find that some of the things you're doing, you were not told to do it. The things you were told to do, you're not doing it. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And then you're upset that you're not covered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm finding it for myself, too. Trust me. I'm reading this, and I'm like, "Ah, but I thought it was just easy to just cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. But no. He said, put on your full armor. And there's a lot of them. So we've been deceived all along. See, we like microwave things. We like quick fixes. And then we turn to God and then we start getting mad at God. Well, he's giving you the armor. If only you read it, you would put on the armor. Instead of saying, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus, which you should. But understand that that is not the armor you were told to put on. That's right. See, I don't actually negate these things. Because I know that there's parts of scriptures that we didn't fully receive. Because, Mm -hmm. yeah, the enemy wanted to make sure we never had the scriptures. So I get that. But what I always tell myself is, what business am I doing in heaven if I haven't grasped what is already given to me here? Like I go back to heaven and the Lord is like, oh, did you put on this armor and, and all this Really? Like, Lord, I had to put that on. I thought I just needed the blood of Jesus. That is more powerful than any armor. And God is like, huh? Is that what I told you? What did you think those scriptures were for? (laughs) Right? And remember how you blamed me for this? For that? And you never went to my word to fully equip yourself. And you partnered with Satan to accuse me. You became my accuser. God, you weren't there for me when this happened. But you refused to put on your armor. You didn't equip yourself against your raging enemy. He's not going to leave you because you do not know. He understands your ignorance. When God says put on armor, put on armor. He didn't say put on whatever. Oh, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. Beautiful. 
beautiful. But is that your armor against principalities and powers? Master powers. Is that your armor? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's not your armor. That's your God. The blood of Jesus, yes. He cleansed you from sin. He washed you, made you whole. Brought you into a new bloodline. But that's not your armor. When the enemy comes raging, you should have your armor on. Okay. I hope I've People fooled. have gotten it. So, um, <laughs> just like you said, Nadia, you know, you've been taught the same thing over and that the same thing has been passed down. You know, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, like that, you know, people use that as, as a weapon. And yes. it's not. She had, it was his blood, for, like you said, for our sins. It yes. wasn't something that we, are, have, we used to fight with. Exactly. It's something that is there to cover our sins. Exactly. But it's not a weapon. It's not a weapon. Thank you. But people use it like it's what they say it like, I'll plead about Jesus against you. Like, what? That's like you have a straw and I have a baseball bat. Yes. You know? No, put the armor on and then come for me. Thank you. Know? you. Blood of Jesus, all you want. I mean, not that, you know what I'm saying, but it, it, it was shed for a specific reason. Yes. Now, if you want to fight, then you better put your arm on. Thank you. If you want to win this fight. If you want to win this fight, thank you. And then if you get hurt, understand that you didn't put on your armor. There you go. Right. That's right. Because, the, you know, it says we have to put on the complete armor. Thank you. Or the whole armor. Yes. Well, um, That's right. Other verses say we can't just put one piece and, you know, leave out the shoes. Yeah. You know, we just don't put up the shield of faith and, you know, don't take up the sword. It's put on the whole armor of God. And then the way I'm taking it is it's so powerful that we resist yes. and stand. It's not a lot of physical output on our part. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Wow. You know the way I see it, Nadia? Yes. In Uganda, we, we, we have, actually you did it uh, at, your, at your gathering last time. We have uh, what's called uh, deliverance. Yes. And you see people spinning, like they have like a spirit in them, spinning yeah. around. Yeah. And, and the pastor would touch them and calm them, and, and they would hear voices coming out of them, talking back. Yeah. And I'm thinking that these are these principalities that Paul is talking about. The demonics that the evil spirit brings to Christians, and they think they are covered by the blood, but the demonics are still there to attack them. That's how I see it. Yeah, you're very right about that. Yeah. And so all of us are vulnerable to it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're wrestling against them. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing this to Christians for many years. They did this to Paul. How would they do it to you and I? Exactly. Yeah, so people like Paul were aware of this battle, but mm-hmm. we aren't. We're just comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. have a good husband, have great kids, have a well-paying job, go to church, a volunteer. I'm good. That's what we know. Yeah. I think it's a long journey, and I think the way I look at it is, I mean, it's all spiritual. The way we learn about God, we learn about Jesus and all that, it's all spiritual. We walk by faith. Right? Yeah. But I believe that what makes it really difficult for us is, you know, for Christians in general, it's like we do not really grasp 
our identity in Christ, our position mm. with Christ. Yes. Like, you know, when he died and rose again, it's like, you know, we were kind of delivered. Now we are like, you know, sitting with God, really, you know, like Jesus, he took us with he, with him. But now we, I don't know if you follow me, but yes, I will follow you. I'm yeah. like, we have to get to a point where we know who we really are. Amen. Yes. Then it's going to be easier because even all those evil spirits and all that, we would be better equipped yes. to handle them. Yes. They wouldn't surprise us. We would know how to arm ourselves. We would know, you know, with prayers and all that. We would even know what to pray about and all that. We would be better prepared. Yes. We have to grasp that identity with Christ. Amen. I think that's what I'm struggling with right now. I'm like, you know, how do we really get to that point where we're like, okay, we are safe. We are safe. We are protected. We are, you know, that's my take on this. No, you're safe. Yeah. You're safe. It's just that God did not send us here to be inactive. Mm -mm. Like we're really important. We have mm -hmm. an assignment. We mm -hmm. make this yeah. world a better place. He gave us authority. He gave us dominion. And mm -hmm. the enemy came to Adam and stole it from us. Mm -hmm. Well, um, somebody else will say he came to Eve, not Adam. But okay. <laughs> so now, Christ Jesus has restored that authority to us so that we can take back what is ours. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been taught that, okay, he gave us the authority. And I don't know whether we think that authority comes with, you know, a sandwich and some soda. I don't understand how we see it. The authority is for us to use it, mm -hmm. to wrestle mm -hmm. against the enemy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we've been taught this spoon feeding things. Yeah. And you didn't see how Janie was talking about mommy puts the gloves into each finger. That was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> You remember when, but when you first give your life to Christ though, your prayers are being answered like left, right, and center. It's like you're in cloud. There is a time for that, Janie. I do agree with that. There is a time when you're a baby and Papa is just spoon feeding you and just, you know, doing that. But you got to grow onto maturity. And these are things that Paul talked about. Mm. It will get to a point where you just step in the place of Papa and you're supposed to be an adult and you're coming in with your milk bottle and I think Papa is going to throw that away and say, go get some water. Like, go get a cup of water and sit down with adults. Drop that milk. Yeah, as they're doing that for you, they're also teaching you, like, this is what you need to know. Yes. <laughs> so. I, think, I think we have all used this armor maybe unconsciously. Yeah. Like, the sword when we declare the word of God, we yeah. are, it's like a sword in our, but we are not conscious that it is part of this armor that we're supposed to put on and, and use it consciously. And mm. um, also the helmet on, you know? Yeah. Salian, please, um, next verse. Verse 14. Stand, therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth, around your loins and having put on the breastplate of integrity and of moral rectitude and right standing with God. 
I yes. like that Paul said, having done all to stand, now therefore stand. Mm -hmm. You've done everything else that you know how, but mm -hmm. now stand with these things. 